I'm ready. Ready. Do it. You're listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, everyone, to episode 130 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, specifically trying to talk slower so Mike does not get mad at me and maybe he'll rejoin the Discord sometime. Um, it is July 10th. It's not July 10th, July 9th. What happened wow. to the day? Are you a time traveler? I might be. I wish I was. I would skip 2020 so fast. Okay. What's up? So, I would. I like 2020. It's taught us stuff. Muscles grow through um, breaking them down. And I think we've all been broken down pretty good. So we, were gonna, we, are, we are going to come out of this stronger, ready to go. I'm, for one, I'm excited. Mike, guys- I like your positive spin on things, especially after 130 episodes of chatting. Your positivity is so, it'll keep me going. Is it palpable? I is no, it's not really palpable. But I'm here. Oh. I'm your co-host Steve. I'm here with Devin and Mike, Xbox Ambassador Devin, who is happy and excited for the Xbox news that we'll be talking about today. And Michael, who I don't know who is, ever gets excited about anything. But hey, we'll figure it out. Maybe we will get a. <laughs> you should join the Discord. You, you should go to that safe place where nobody makes fun of you. <laughs> says anything bad about what you like or dislike or don't like it's a great place the truth comes out michael got his feelings hurt by the discord members um if like anyone like day two like day two i'm like this isn't for me i'm done i don't don't think she's in the discord anymore mike and you know if anyone should be offended by the discord it should be me like cags will not leave me alone (laughs) in the freaking discord man like seriously like i get it i do not pay attention to what i type but you get the context like my Spanish and my English keyboards are mixed up because I have to type them both all day. So my keyboard has no idea what language I'm speaking. Anyway, so this is the Freelancer Codex podcast. Um, we'd like to thank all of our patrons that support us. We'd like to thank Julius, Nathan B, Michael R, Trent B, Man and Steel, Scout 69, Dragonheart 76, Jeffrey H, and the Gameplay Experience. Thank you so much for continuing to support us on Patreon. It means a lot to us. It helps us uh, ship out a couple things. We have a monthly challenge coin that goes out to patrons of a certain tier that we design. We got some cool quotes on that. So we got that sent out for last month. I'm excited to work on something for the month of July to send out at the end of this month. So if you want to support us, if you can support us, that does not put you into any financial trouble, please do that at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. Um, the show will always be free. Um, so you don't have to, If but if you want to, hey, I will not stop you. So thank you so much for all of your support there. So I think because this show was originally the longest running Anthem podcast on the internet, it would be very, I actually do speak Spanish, SJ. It is, uh, I learned Spanish in 20, in 2004 and I've been speaking it and I speak with a lot of contractors in my area in Spanish. So it's right. actually pretty good, Devin, all right? My Spanish <laughs> yeah. is okay. I mean, um, he learned his Spanish from Taco Bell. But <laughs> you know what? You can learn a lot from eating at Taco Bell. So you, you, you can you learn that you can. shouldn't eat at Taco yeah, Bell yeah. anymore. You know what I learned from Taco Bell? Taco Bell has six basic ingredients, and all of their food items are just different configurations of those ingredients. That's all it is. You can't. That's all it is. We've been being. I mean, they added hash browns. So. Just think of the marketing genius on that one. Guess what? Do you now? If do you, you put the beans on top Bell? of the lettuce, I have. Yeah, that's unfortunate and this for like the first 120 <laughs> episodes this is pretty much what it was like so yeah. I mean, we're just really going back to our roots of anthem stuff so is this an anniversary Rust- show <laughs> rusty was hey, rusted what's what is happening rusted long time no see all right so let's talk about anthem this week we got the first drop in a long time from christian daly who's now the game director for anthem he gave us a sneak peek at some concept art that they have been working on. So the concept art, we shared it around. We have shared opinions on it. Um, I think we have, we've talked a lot about it in the Discord. We talked a lot about it on Twitter. So I think Twitter. we want to talk a little bit more about it here, okay? So this concept art, if you have not seen it, we'll put a link in the show notes. If not, just go to our, go to um, Twitter and go to the, the at Freelancer Codex um, Twitter account and you can see it there. This concept art is titled Pirates of Bloodwind. It depicts a robotic looking pirate and it is very pirate. I mean, you cannot mistake this thing for pirate. The, the hat on it is definitely made to look like a pirate's hat. 
The coat that it has is very specifically designed to look like a captain's coat. Um, it looks like he has a barrel or a keg of something on his, on his person that holds, I don't know if it's like fluids or juices, but it's very specifically meant to invoke like, Hey, I'm a pirate and it's the pirates of the Bloodwind. So this is something that they were kicking around, something that they just wanted to show off. The, the, I guess the one thing that frustrates me a little bit, and we, we will preface this with the first thing that we have ever, that we always say with everything. We do not want to tell anyone how to feel. And we won't do that. These are our thoughts. These are our opinions. If you like this, then you should like it. We are not telling you, you do not have to like something. We will never tell you how to feel. We will never tell you what you should like and what you don't like. Right? Right. Devin, Devin agrees. I mean, you can like other things besides Xbox, just like me. I don't just like Xbox, okay? Are you sure? <laughs> really? Can you name one thing that you like that isn't an Xbox? And we lost Devin. And, <laughs> and, there, and, there, and there goes Devin. So, um, for me personally, this was not really what I was expecting when they started saying that they were going to start talking about Anthem again. Because in my mind, we're still two years out and they're showing concept art. And generally, concept art just either doesn't get used or it gets changed because they don't want to set up the expectation of, hey, this is exactly what this is going to look like and it, end up, it ends up getting changed. So in my mind, this is just like, hey, this is something that we're not going to use. This is something that we were working on. Um, don't expect it, right? So I don't know. For me, I just did not get excited about this. And it's one thing to see concept art after the fact, after a product has been made, to go back and see what was put into it. Like, you know, seeing concept art for a movie like Star Wars after the fact, you kind of get to see like what they were thinking during their design phase. To, like put it up front before that, it's just kind of a weird disconnect. Like, okay, because it puts it in your mind, like, okay, this is what's going to be in the game. This is, you know, one for one. This is the only reason they were going to show us this. So for me also, that's kind of weird. But I also, it doesn't look like Anthem to me. Yeah. Like the pirate does not read as a creature or an enemy that would be in Bastion. And I think the big thing that we have said and the big thing that we've all talked about is that Bastion is supposed to be dangerous. Freelancers have javelins. And if you go out into the world without a javelin, you will die. Like unless, you mean, are, they, they tell unless, us that, but that's unless obviously you're a pirate not or, an, true. or an outlaw grunt or a, scar, or a dominion grunt or a dominion, a dominion grunt. <laughs> so it, and it's weird. It's it's weird that that pirates is being chosen as as just even an idea. Um, when I was talking to Steve about it, there was that those characters, those NPCs that we meet, who vaguely mentioned coming across in a ship, right? And like, right. I'm gonna, I might leave him. Right? It was the two brothers. Um, you meet down in the bar, and spoiler alert. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? And it might be a spoiler. You, you might not have, have seen that little piece of story. No, you and have it, to have seen it. Does it? I see. And, and I think maybe that's that's kind of my point is that I don't remember it. So so then hearing that there's going to be pirates is like a what for me? You know, because like you said, it doesn't seem like it fits in, in the world, in the story. Um, for me, it's not interesting. You know, if I want to, if I want a pirate story, I'll go see of thieves, you know, but. Well, I think the, the, the main thing that we were talking about, like when, when the two brothers come over and one of them wants to like leave the family business, like they, they talk about javelins being strapped to these boats. They're chained to them. That way, if they come under attack, then they can't leave. The javelins have to either stay there, defend, or they die. Right. Um, but I always thought because it's Bastion, it's like some crazy like sea creatures, you know, trying to attack your ship and bring your ship down. Or even like even if these were pirates, but they were more organic, almost like the Urgoth, because the Urgoth, like we know that they're going to be humanoid, but they're also like from the planet. They well, they might not be from the planet. But <laughs> you still seem to think we're going to see Urgoth. I mean, we have to. Um I mean, there, there's no way that we don't see Urgoth in the, in Anthem 2.0. It just won't, it just won't happen. Rusted in the chat says, "I like the art and design. I think that some of the skins are fantastic. I'll be two years late, but more skins is not up there with what Anthem needs." And I think that's a really good point, Rusted, because one of the things that <laughs> Phaedron says, Mike doesn't know what he's talking about. So one of the things <laughs> that uh, 
So one of the things that oh, he's like, I this think, is uh, why Mike I is don't type. go to the Discord. <laughs> Mike just shut off his camera. <laughs> so one of the things that um, Devin, you talked about is that you know concept art really isn't the thing that we need to get us back into the game. Yeah, really, it's systems that work. Um, progression, gear, end game, like that's the stuff that we want to know about. Like we I know mean, that they're go ahead. In all fairness, I mean we did. I mean, we did say, you know, give us something, you know, and I mean, it is something, right? So they're, they're giving us concept art, they're showing ideas, but really, I mean, what I think really they're going to have to do is show how they fixed everything that was broken with Anthem, right? Uh, I like the idea of the pirates. I would prefer, you know, as, as you guys were talking, I was thinking about this some more and it's like, I don't think they need to look like traditional pirates from our world, like, you know, pirates from the sea or anything like that. Like, they could be pirates, but just be, you know, different. They don't have to look like a traditional pirate. And so, I mean, but that's kind of like we already talked about, like, Outlaws or Scar or Dominion. I mean, if you want to go with the definition of pirate or just call them the pirate faction or something, I, I don't know. But if they were included, you know, like you said, in a non-human um, faction. I mean, because they're already saying like this was a, another whole different faction. You know, they're they're taming the wild beasts and riding them around in drunken merriment and whatever. You know, because they're pirates, right? Um, but it's just like more people outside the wall makes the world weaker. In in my opinion, when like you know, like we said, they said, oh, you you're only the brave go out there with javelins and survive. But time and again, we see all these people just out there. Like you know, we're we're rescuing people all the time that are are stuck or trapped or whatever. And it's like, you say it's dangerous, but there's always people outside there. And there's really, I mean, we had kind of hoped before Anthem came out, like when they showed the herds of animals going, you know, or creatures, we'd hoped for more creature encounters, right? The world of Bastion is, is dangerous. So make it dangerous, you know, give us more than just a storm that hurts us when we fly around and try and find water. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, and, and, I th- yeah. and I think it would be different because it, we don't have a lot of context to this one concept art. Um, just because it is a single piece of art, it's easy to share on Twitter yeah. instead of explaining like why the endgame loop is going to be different and why, you know, gear progression is going to be different. So this is an easy thing to share. Um, yep. But I just, I don't think it does anything for me in regards to like what they're doing for 2.0. And yep. I'm really like... And we could go and we we could go and we can say, hey, this looks awesome. This looks great. You know, great job. We're so excited. But like, I mean, we we've always been honest in our feedback and we can't stop doing that just because we're finally getting a glimpse. Like, I don't think there are more. There are three other people in the world that have talked about Anthem more than we have. Unless, I mean, people that I mean, are not developers, the developers on the game. Besides, <laughs> besides the developers on the game. Well, and, right? and I, don't think, I don't think any of us are saying that this stuff isn't cool. I mean, as concepts, as pirates, I mean, yeah, you can look across the room and go, no, that's a pirate, right? Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no question about it. Um, so I don't think any of us are saying that it looks terrible. I think we're saying, really? Like, like pirates, you know? Yeah, I think that's yeah. all we're saying. It's just hard because it doesn't fit into the Anthem picture that we already have. Yeah. And so, I mean, they have more of the picture and maybe they'll explain some more about that. I mean, they talked about blog posts coming up here in the future and different things and on Twitter and, and hopefully they'll be able to explain more of that. But ultimately what's really going to get the people back into it. I mean, yes, the designs are cool. The javelins look awesome, you know, um, but what's going to get people back is showing, Hey, we fixed these things. This is how we, fixed you know progression this is how we did a real end game this is how we have like an actual you can make builds that actually matter and we have more weapons than just a few reskins of you know four or five different weapons like i don't know there's a lot that was you know it was a lot of fun to play we obviously all of us the three of us put in more than a couple hundred hours each you know and because i mean you don't put that much time into it if you're not at least having some fun Right, and the game is fun. There's no doubt about that. The combat's great. The flying's great. The javelins are great. They nailed those things, and they can improve. They just keep adding on that, but they need to fix everything else for the longevity because you can't just keep doing the same things that don't matter. Yeah, and and that's why I say like I don't think there's another group of people that care more or want it to succeed more than we do. I mean, 
we've put a lot of hours talking about it, theorizing, you know, speculating on what they could do, giving feedback. And, and I, and I hope the new team is listening to feedback and they're willing to listen to constructive criticism and willing to hear hard things because before it seemed like, you know, that it was hard for people to hear hard things. I mean, that was kind of the vibe that, that I got a couple times talking with people, but I hope that they're willing to listen and listen to the people that have the constructive criticism. Cause it's easy to say, Hey, this is great. This is awesome. Go for it. But then, I mean, I don't know. We're not developers. We just want the game to succeed and we want it to be fun because we really want to go in and play with, I mean, play with you. E- I was going to say play with each other, but that sounds really bad. <laughs> so I tried to stop really myself bad. from saying that. Yeah, um, stop that. But also like Phaedrin um, put up a good Twitter feed um, with a lot of good points that, you know, we, I had talked with Phaedrin also because him and I um, have a lot of the same thoughts and same um, desires for the game. So and he put up a good Twitter, fe- Twitter thread so go check that out and you know what offer your feedback i mean if you love it tell them that you love it if you don't tell them that you don't but you know that's all we that's all we can do is we have to give the feedback and you know blind praise isn't going to help anybody so anyway i think that's all we have on anthem unless you guys have anything more that you want to add on Anthem, i think they were teasing like a blog post next week but yeah the thing for me like if you're looking at the picture if you get a chance to look at it take a look right but like the leather, you know, the whole pirate aesthetic with the leather and stuff. And it looked like he had like the short, like a grenade launcher, rocket launcher on his shoulder, just attached with that leather. And I'm like, how is that going to stay there? It doesn't look like it's attached anywhere. And it, I mean, it's got they're, that big, huge pirates. thing in the front. <laughs> I mean, it just stays there. And how awkward is that going to be just running around? I, I mean, it just didn't seem like it belonged there, you well, know? I, and, I usually walk around with a big, huge thing in front, and that doesn't really matter at all. Wow. Russ. <laughs> Attach my right. pack. I have Apparently a pack. Apparently it doesn't matter at all. Fanny pack. Okay. I have Good a you. pack. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And, and also we don't even know if these <laughs> are humans or not. I mean, <laughs> we know that the scar. Yeah, I, mean, take... I mean, they look humanoid, but then it's sort of the scar. Well, humanoid right. in that they have two legs and two arms, but the scar is humanoid. It's yeah. like, okay, we're just going to shoot you in the head because you're a humanoid and headshots count as crits and that's just not interesting to me in a world where we have ursics and we need more than just you know ursics that are you know different different colored or whatever so anyway i i I will say that i that i I would like to see more than just you know creatures from nature kind of things so you would like to see more than just that so what other things would would, you like to see well i would like to see i would like to see creatures maybe not civilized aliens but maybe Maybe again, where things feel like they have like actual stakes, or you about know, like plants that eat you and attack. I you. could that would that could be kind of cool, you know. Like the, the environment should really be dangerous. The environment right? should be dangerous, right? That's why we're wearing a javelin, and and I and I would would want to stop seeing arcanists out in the field without yeah. so many, the, so many just their, just their sleeveless shirts on. You know, we so. got this, you guys. Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting that in the world of Coda or Bastion, that all these cities are very small and we're all gathered together, but we also kill a lot of humans that are still surviving, like dwindling <laughs> that population very quickly. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, I mean, there's that also. It, it goes back to the you know, like to the Walking Dead dilemma. It's like there's zombies out there, but the real enemies are the humans. So let's all just kill each other, and, they, and then it doesn't matter anyway. All right, so a couple things that we wanted to talk about. Like, Devin, what have you been up to gaming-wise? You've actually been doing quite a lot of things. Yeah, gaming-wise, I mean, I've just been playing, uh, just trying to get back to some of my roots, playing some first-person shooters, one of Phaedrin's, uh, Phaedrin's favorite game types. and uh, You, know, uh, you are <laughs> picking on Phaedrin a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way I show I care about him. That's all, right? Okay. I appreciate his patronage and his, uh, you know, his voice within the Discord, right? Um, but no, I've been playing uh, uh, Halo. We get back into Halo. I'm going through the campaign again. Which uh, one? Halo Five. I'm almost, I'm almost done with that one. Yep. Um, I've been getting ready to play through Halo Four again because I don't even remember what happened uh, in that game. So. I mean, uh, and I thought things, I thought you were hardcore. Whatever uh, you know, sometimes the opinion just, of you has just changed completely. I, I Fadrin, appreciate that. Fadrin, I, I, see, I now see what, what you were saying. 
I now I now understand what you were saying about Devin. It makes a whole lot of sense now. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Battlefield, having a lot of fun with that, and uh, yeah, just trying to stream and at nights and having a good time. And so, and you wanna you wanna plug your uh, your videos that you're doing for people that want to get better at FPSs? Oh yeah, sure, yeah. So uh, one of the things we're putting out there, I put out uh, this week, I put out a Halo Five video. Last week it was a Battlefield one, just basically like what I do when I'm playing through first person shooters, you know. Um, kind of, I do a good game and a bad game, and just what went well, what went wrong, and ways to improve. You know, things that you can look for, things to listen for, that kind of stuff. So it's been a lot of fun. Going to be doing more of those, and uh, you can see that on on our YouTube channel. And I think everyone should go and pay attention to these if you want to get better um, playing first person shooters. Because Devin is what semi pro? Would you would you call yourself semi pro, or would you call yourself like amateur pro? Is there an amateur pro league? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, at one point I was trying out for MLG Pro back in Halo Two days, but um, that was a long time ago. (laughs) But uh, no, I mean, maybe semi amateur pro. I don't know. I enjoy it. I mean. Have a lot of fun. I'm not the greatest in the world, but I'm not the worst. That's for sure. Um, Devin is really good. So <laughs> if you've ever played with Devin, Devin will carry anybody all the time. Um, and if you happen to get more kills than Devin than you, he will probably try to backstab you so that you will not get more kills than Devin in a game. So no, seriously, like if you want to get better <laughs> at games, because one of the big things when I started playing with everyone um, is that it you always feel bad when you're getting like 0 and 14 and you're like, I don't know how to get better. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know why everyone else is like going positive and I just continually continually put up um, goose eggs on the board because it, t- it starts to weigh on you. Like, why am I even doing this? I'm dragging the team down. I'm just feeding, right, to the other team. So, like, go watch Devin's stuff. He will teach you something. You will get better. And you know what? Even if he, whenever Devin's streaming, jump in with him and he'll teach you a couple things because, you know, that's – that's really the only way to get better is keep playing and to learn from people that actually know how to do it. So Mike, get in there, all right? Go learn how to play uh, Halo and go positive. I won't go yell just too much, I promise. Uh, I mean, that was, remember that you was yelling a long time ago. All right, that was, that was a while ago in my competitive days. Yeah. <laughs> so Mike, what have you been up to game-wise in this last, uh, last week? So I don't know if I shared this um, last week. Did I share my, my SNES Classic? You did, yes. Did I? Oh, then nothing. You haven't been doing anything? I, I, yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been busy um, remodeling a house. So I have not had, I have not had time to play. I mean, I don't, should I, should I count that as a good enough excuse that you like haven't been playing stuff that you're just remodeling a house? Like, like you can't sit in my in my uh living room because of all that we're doing so so yeah yeah so i i do apologize no you're just gonna have to make it a point to play games so you can talk about the games you're playing next time so absolutely all right so real quick i want to talk about a couple things i beat dark souls 3 um last week i had um a couple people watching me in the mornings i was able to beat dark souls 3 which is like a huge thing for me personally because those games are games that i was never into Never enjoyed, never thought I wanted to play. So I picked it up on sale. It was super cheap. So I was like, hey, I'll try this out. I need to be more well-rounded when it comes to the games that I play instead of just playing the same things all the time. So went through that, beat that. Really fun game. It's probably one of my, It's it's got to be in my top 10 games after playing through it. It's uh, really cool stuff. If you don't normally play Dark Souls games, like if you can find these things on, on sale, pick them up, play through them, super cool. Um, so I did that. I also played Hyperscape because last time we talked about Hyperscape a little bit, like right when it dropped. So I felt like I needed to go in and try it at least a couple times so that we can talk about it and report on it. So mm-hmm. Russet says, was Dark Souls 3 on easy mode? Oh, wait, you're not a journalist. <laughs> Dang, son. Harsh. I mean, we kind of are journalists. I mean, if you compare I, our videos with IGN's videos. Look, just because, Dustin Legar- just because Dustin Legary <laughs> thought that the, ex- that the PlayStation was going to release one year from from now anyway so so i played through dark souls got that sorry fate like uh rust is getting me all off track so i played hyperscape a couple times hyperscape is very much fortnite but a different skin with a couple differences it still seems super floaty 
it has that same feel of you're just kind of jumping around, floating around. People are just jumping all over the place, sniping you from across the map, using the same guns. I don't like it. Like, it's not my genre. I give it a fair shake. I think they do some really cool things just with, like, the story building that they do around Hyperscape with it being, like, this virtual reality where you come in and now you just happen to be playing a game. I think that stuff's kind of interesting. But other than that, the gameplay doesn't do anything for me. Um, enemies take forever to take down. It is very slow compared to a lot of the other games. So people can get away very quickly. There's a ton of terrain all over the place. Apex has a lot of open spaces to where you feel like you either have to battle it out or else you're going to die if you turn and run. Hyperscape is very much like, hey, I can just yeah. run out of here, find a spot, and get away. And that makes the game super long. So I, I wasn't a huge fan. I gave it a shake and uninstalled it. And I, I'm glad if people enjoy that thing. I hope people have a lot of fun in it. But it's just, yeah, it just felt so similar to Fortnite that it didn't I mean, feel like it had, had some like interesting a, ideas, but yeah. Um, the other, man, I did a lot, I guess. So I played a horror game on stream. It, this is a game. This was, this is interesting. This game is called we went back and it's free on steam because it is a student made game from the university of Utah. Um, some of their students from the gaming program there made it, put it out on steam. It's only like 40 to 50 minutes long. If you don't get lost, like I did. It's, it's interesting. I don't like horror games. Like I, I get way too scared playing these games. They're like I get super tense and they freak me out. But I did play this one because it was free and it was short and actually had a lot of fun doing it after my heart like calmed down and stopped and I knew I wasn't going to have a heart attack. So if you want to try a horror game, a very short one, it's called We Went Back and it's on Steam and it's free. So, I mean, try it out. It's interesting. Maybe we'll make Mike play it. Hmm. And last thing I did before we get into the news is I played the Mortal Shell demo. I keep wanting to call this game Mortal Coil because I think that's a cooler name than Mortal Shell. Um, but, but this is a... Playing different shells, right? That's why they call it yeah, Mortal Shell. I, I know, but Mortal Coil just sounds like a cooler name than Mortal Shell. I keep wanting to say Ghost in the Shell. Mortal Shell demo <laughs> came out on Epic Games Store. This is a Souls-like game. It's made by a very small team, I believe. But this game is... I don't know if it's because I was playing a 2016 game um, with Dark Souls 3 compared to um, the Mortal Shell demo, but the game looks really, really good. It has a very cool art style, um, very interesting looking. It still has those creepy vibes that you get from playing a Dark Souls game, um, but it, it, it's creepy, but it's a different kind of creepy from Dark Souls 3. So the interesting thing about this game is you like inhabit this weird... Like in Westworld, you know the robots in Westworld that are all white before they get the skin on them or whatever? They're like the worker robots. You look like one of those. And you can go through and instead of like selecting a class, you find these other bodies or shells that represent different classes. There's like a fighter class and then there was like a like a quicker, faster class that I, that I played as through the demo. And you can switch into these different shells and they give you different abilities and, you know, you go through combat. Um, very Souls-like instead of like parrying your body actually turns hard if you want to block something and that kind of does some cool things with combat um but yeah it super interesting like it was it was it was a pretty difficult demo if you're not used to the to the souls genre i don't know if i'm ready to dive back into a souls game though after beating dark souls 3 because that took me like 40 hours to complete I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready to do that again. I enjoyed my time, but I think this will definitely be one to watch. I think the game feels really good. It looks really good. It sounds really good. I think this will probably be a contender for, you know, the, one, of the, one of the better Souls games that comes out um, from now into the future. So that's what I'm doing other than I started, I started Titanfall 2 on stream because that was on sale for 8 bucks on Steam. So I picked that up. Titanfall 2 has a campaign that everyone, like, loves. Everyone's like, hey, you have to play this campaign. It's amazing. So I'm started to play that on stream on stream. And that's been a lot of fun doing that. So man, I did a lot of stuff. I played a lot of games. Normally I just like stick to one game and play that, but I've I guess I gotta do the work for all three of you guys playing the playing games for the three. Anyway, so let's move on before Mike gets like Superman and starts to bail on us. Um <laughs> Mike, do you want to talk us through... Oh, we've got a news bumper. We need to bring Keanu in here to tell us what we're doing next. And I need to take a drink. I gotta talk to you about something. Thank you for the host. Mike, do you want to talk about this first news thing that I am super excited about? 
Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Planned release date, the 7th of August, 2020. It's like a month Your, from now. Don't interrupt. Your journey through a lush post-apocalyptic world dominated by awe-inspiring machines is about to embark. We're thrilled to announce that Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition for your PC will be released on August 7th. In addition to all the exciting content from Horizon Zero Dawn and its expansion expansion pack. The expansion. The, the Frozen Wilds. The PC version offers several new features, including ultra-wide support, graphical enhancements, improved reflections and dynamic foliage, graphical customization, unlocked... F- oh, that word just looked funny to me. Unlocked frame rate, control options, and a benchmarking tool. For a more detailed look on these new PC features, check out the brand new trailer and screenshots we've added to our Steam product page. Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition for PC is available for pre-purchase now, so make sure you secure your copy today. I really like the look of this game, and I am eager to try it out. And that's a sincere statement. I know that I don't play a whole lot of games because of whatever, but this one looks cool. It looks <laughs> right. This this one looks cool. It looks fun. It's different. It's interesting. The trailers look really cool. Um, you know, visually, it was very appealing. So yeah, give it a shout. Give it a try. Check it out. Um, August seventh. That's right around the corner. That's are you are you really going to pick it up? I think I am. I don't know if I'll pre-order it because I'm you know against pre-ordering because I of, mean you don't have to pre-order to pick it up. So Michael. No. Will yeah. you pick oh, up don't Horizon Zero Dawn? This is a yes or no question, Michael. Will oh, yeah, you commit oh, is it? to picking up? I'll tell you what I'll do. Horizon I'll tell you what I'll Zero do. Dawn. I'll wait for Devin to forget <clears throat> that he ordered a digital version and a physical copy. They don't do physical copies of PC games <laughs> in America. Right? Yeah, that's not a thing. It used to be a thing. Yeah, I'm going to pick this one up. I think it's going to be right. fun. I'm Mike has said it. it. I'm going to timestamp this. Mike has said he's going to pick up Horizon Zero Dawn because I, I'm going to pick it up as well. I already pre-ordered it. Should I, I do it now? It. How about I pre-order it right now? I don't pre-order think you will. It. You I have to be able to log into right Steam. Now. Do you know how to log into Steam? Do you know what Steam is? Yeah, your mom taught me. Oh! <laughs> she is more technically savage. 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 Oh, she's she's technically more savage. Technically savage. <laughs> Steven, please pull that one out. I will. <laughs> technically savage. Technically savage. I imagine that's, Devin's that's mom, when she's checking a... Facebook, has the Halo voiceover guy. <laughs> savage gotta, reply. We'll you got to make that a, uh, you gotta make that a, a Patreon tier. Technically savage. We need to make it a shirt. Devin's mom is technically savage. <laughs> technically savage. Right? Oh, that's funny. Oh, it's gone right. from Steam. I guess I can't order it. It's well, I guess not. Devin, are you going to pick it up? Because I, I will go over and I will spend Mike's money um, and pick it up for him on his Steam account. <laughs> yeah, so no, picking I'm, it? I'm picking it up. All right, so all three of us are going to pick it up and we're all going to yeah. play through it. And this is going to be the first time we for should. all three of us. You know what we, we should do? We should. <laughs> Nothing. I wasn't going to say it. What were you going to say? Nothing. Mike's going to stream it. and uh... <laughs> Oh, wait, I could stream it. Should I stream me purchasing it? I mean... Yeah, give us all your you credit card right information. Right <laughs> yeah. This, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't do that. Oh, so speaking of, speaking of Horizon Zero Dawn, and I think this show is about video game stuff. Um, so it was also a top seller when it dropped. So this is kind of a big deal for PlayStation to have one of their games. Devin's given me like the rock eyebrow, like bigger <laughs> than the rock. Cause this is kind of the big deal for them to release, um, release on steam and hit the top of those charts. Now, granted horizon zero dawn is, uh, is an amazing game by all rights. It has great reviews, um, critically acclaimed in 2017 when it came out, um, a lot of nominees for best, um, for best game of the year. So it's no surprise that this is going to be picked up. People are going to buy it. I'm guessing a lot of people that purchased it on the PlayStation 4 are going to be purchasing it again. People that have PCs because we're going to get a lot of um, other abilities to, um, what's the word? Um, We're going to get improved frame rates. We're going to get improved all kinds of stuff. So, hey, we're going to get it. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be excited to do it. Um, Rusted says, streaming, it'll be fine, Mike. Just please don't open it with, hey, guys, 
What's up? It's your boy Mike. Hey guys, what's up? It's your boy Mike. <laughs> That's how like you like and say subscribe, it. smash that Ring. like button, make sure to hit that <laughs> notification bell. It's your boy Hollaback. Like that. You did that way too good. Like I've that should really be. Where's that been? This whole yeah, time. seriously. Where's <laughs> that been the whole time we've been recording a video game podcast? I, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I don't think any of us are that guy. <laughs> no, but you did that guy really well. Devin, I know you're all about the leaks, man. Can you, you want to tell us about the Assassin's Creed Valhalla footage hey. without spoiling too much? I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, no, so they've had multiple leaks, right? So they've, they're have they having a show this Sunday, which hopefully they're going to show off some better footage. Um, they had a first, like, 30-minute leak from an older version of the game. Uh, it was really poor quality, 720p, you know, not... Did not look good. They leaked onto the internet and they tried to control it for a while. And it just, you know, there's no control on the internet. Um, and it's then, true. You can't uh, control the internet. It's, it's gotten a whole lot of bad uh, forum uh, press, I could say, <laughs> from these leaked videos because they didn't show off more before then. You know, uh, there was another just a couple days ago, I believe like two days ago, a boss battle was leaked. You know, similar to if you played Assassin's Creed Origin or Odyssey, they have these little side battles. Like you can go and fight these huge war elephants or different things. So it looks similar to to that kind of a, a little side event where you're fighting a little boss. But it was like a seven-minute video. It was in 1080p, 60 frames per second. So it was a little bit better, but it still looked like a current-gen game. You know, I mean, it's cross-gen, so we don't really know right. how well it's going to look or perform on uh, next gen consoles um but yeah i mean it's been kind of rough for them because that stuff's kind of gotten out and they kind of lost the narrative or, or lost the way that they would share that game and the gameplay um what i saw i mean it looks a lot like previous uh you know origins and odyssey both those assassin's creed games and it improves on some of their things uh because i, I mean i watched all of it so <laughs> I'm excited. I, I pre-ordered this game um, because did I'm you really? Yeah. Um, I thought we were. I thought we made a pact that we were never pre-ordering games again. I'm pretty sure, like we cut we cut thumbs. We made a blood pact. I mean, crossroads were involved. Fingers were crossed at the time, so <laughs> so that doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count, right? Um, no, but I mean, I I really enjoyed uh, Origins, and so. I also really like Vikings, so it was kind of a no-brainer for me uh, because it was the same team that made Origins that was making this game. So, um, so I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it, and people are a little upset that it's kind of more of the same. But um, I, I that, that's 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 interesting to be upset about that from an Assassin's Creed game. I know that they've changed. A lot over time, but yeah, I don't. I guess I'm, I don't know what you do after, after yeah, the things that they've already done. I don't know. I mean, they they really changed everything. A lot of things up with Origins and Odyssey, and um, I mean, we've only seen a small little bit of the game, and so these are kind of just you know snap judgments of people of what they're seeing and, and different stuff. And of course, the videos that were leaked are from much older builds, and so there was like some janky camera stuff that was going on and wasn't properly done and even in several of the hud elements the user interface just don't look like a polished finished version like this has to just be a placeholder and so but people are like taking that as that's the final game this is exactly what it's going to look like and i'm sure this sunday when they have their show they're gonna hopefully release a 4k video and uh so i don't know we'll yeah see. we've got a lot we've got a lot of shows coming up this next week so um speaking of open world games this isn't something that we have a lot of information on right now but there was a couple job postings for, over from rockstar um that they're they're rumored to be working on a triple a open world vr game and I, I always have to put the vr stuff in here because scout from the discord community that we have like is really really loves vr games so he, he likes to keep us surprised with the things that are happening in that space because I think those, uh, you know, VR is going to be important in the future in some form or another. That's what we're going to, that's where we're going to be going. So like, I, I guess I haven't spent a lot of time in VR knowing if like an open world giant VR, you know, AAA VR game would be cool or not. I'm guessing it would be cool. 
I, th- I think they still have to nail down like locomotion on what that is, whether you're just teleporting or you're moving. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Rockstar has made some of the best games um, of any generation. So if anyone can do it, I mean, give it to Rockstar. I don't know, yeah, you know, maybe. exactly. Maybe we'll see it in five years. I don't know. <laughs> I know, maybe. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the <laughs> VR technology looks like in five years and see what we get from that. But hey, yeah. I'm excited for that. All right, so Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning, we got a release date for that. That's going to be dropping on the 8th of September uh, of this year, we hope, if nothing gets pushed back. And the interesting thing about this announcement from from the team is that there will be a a brand new DLC coming out in 2021, and that is called Fate Sworn. Um, They showed off a small little teaser trailer. Um, I didn't think the teaser trailer looked very impressive, in my (laughs) opinion. It looked like a teaser trailer from like 2010. They were just um, trying to match when the game came out, right? Do you, do you think that's what they were doing? Or are they just uh, like, hey, well, it's mean, kind of a small budget, so just go make a quick trailer? Yeah, I think it was a small budget. Like that's that's what THQ Nordic, like they're you know, when you look at game development studios, like they specialize in that double A market, you know, so it's not huge teams, but not like a super small indie game, you know. Right. So uh they put money into it but not you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, they're not going to get blurred to do their cinematics and, you know, have it look super nice. Um, I mean, and it, and it did match the art style of the game. So maybe that also has something to do with it. I mean, the art style in-game is okay for in-game stuff, but maybe that art style doesn't transfer over to like cinematics just because of the, you know, how it looks. I don't know. I mean... I'm excited yeah, I mean, to play it. I mean, we'll pick yeah, it up I'm, and we'll play I it. And ordered it. <laughs> How many games are you pre-ordering, Devin? Like, you've got so look, much. Look, I've already played be... this game. I enjoyed it. We've talked about this many times on the podcast. It's true. So why would I not get it for current gen? And they already said you can play it on your next gen consoles. To show um, the world that you have some self-control. I do have self-control. I chose to I buy use everything. my money that I work <laughs> to get paid to purchase something that I wanted. <laughs> you could take funny. that money and get and buy stocks, and then you can have that money earn money for you, and then you could buy it. Or I could just buy it. And- That's true. Or you could just buy it. So, <laughs> All right, Devin. Halo 3. I know this is something that you've been excited about talking about, so drop us with this uh, with the sweet Halo 3 news and everything else that you've been going down the rabbit hole because this is like in this is the first time in a long time this week that you and I were talking where it seemed like you got that halo light behind your eyes where you were like back to 2010 Devin just like all you could talk about was halo all the time and it's finally coming back I saw that light behind your left eye I, I tried to deny it for a long time right so it's hard for me to when I get into halo to like play other games because all I want to do is play halo Right. So because um, I, I just love that uh, that universe. But anyway, so Halo, like they've been working on Master Chief Collection for PC. It's already out on console. Right. Um, but they're working on it for PC. And so I was in their test flight for Halo 3. And then they finished that like a couple weeks ago. And now the announced the date you know, is coming out next week on the 14th. So you can play through that. Um, whether on Steam or through the Windows Store, whatever your preference. Right. And uh, it's really cool. Uh, one of the craziest things I think about Halo is when you change the field of view, right? So PC, a lot of them, you can they have a field of view slider so it can really change things. And uh, most of like Halo 1, 2, and 3, their field of view is like at 75. Like that's the, their magic number. Of, like that's where it is for the movement and everything else. And it when you crank that thing up to like 120 field of view, it, it's like you're sprinting the entire time in Halo 3. But oh, you're really? just moving the exact same speed. It's like uh, so. Next week, I'm gonna I'm gonna stream this and I'll show this exact thing. It's like the trippiest thing ever because it's like all I did was change the field of view and it looks like I'm sprinting right now, but I'm just going the exact same speed. Huh. Which was and that's one of the things they actually talked about on the. They did a stream today going over some of the things and um, they talked about like if you want to change that field of view, if you want a faster feel to the game just widen that field of view on PC and it's, it's much feels like it's a much faster game because for me, like Halo three was really slow uh, when it came out. Uh, and so that was rough for me because I was used to more of like the Halo two speed and then like Halo three just seemed to really slow things down. And I didn't even know that it was just the field of view 
right? So, um, that's yeah. I mean, it's coming out. It's doing lots of cool things. They have seasons. They have things you can unlock just from playing the game. There's no microtransactions you can't, besides buying the actual game itself um, to add it to the Master Chief Collection. And uh, yeah, no, it's, and available it's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. So that's one of the great things about Game Pass. So Halo Three, you should check it out. I'll be streaming. Oh, we'll week. definitely check it out. But now you got to drop us all this other Halo knowledge that you got. Uh, yeah. So Halo, there's lots of, so there's some little tidbits, right? Some rumors, some things, obviously on the 23rd, they're going to show off. They just, in their blog post today, confirmed they're showing off uh Halo Infinite campaign. So that's been confirmed. I'm hoping they show off multiplayer because I'm really hoping they have like, Oh, we're just going to do a beta starting tomorrow, you know, like a weekend beta or whatever, just for people to play it and, and do stuff. Um, but another thing that's been happening recently, uh, so all of the pro tournaments right now for Halo have been happening in the Master Chief Collection on PC, but that's with Halo 2 Anniversary. And then at the beginning of this week, all of the pro players have started playing Halo 5 on PC. And they're not like doing all any of them. Halo. They, like they all, all just switched over at the yeah, same they're time. Just like, and they're all streaming. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're doing custom Halo 5 PC games. And it's like, why? Like, cause the Halo Five, the Forge, that stuff's been out for over two years on PC, yeah. and they're not doing any uh, championship multiplayer stuff with Halo Five. Uh, so, the the kind of the scuttlebutt, basically, if you're looking on the forums, is that the movement for Halo Inf- Infinite is is really similar to Halo Five, and that's why the pro players have switched over and and started to go back to that style of movement to try and get prepped and ready for halo infinite so which i like I'm totally this conspiracy theory yeah i mean halo it's all 5. it's all hearsay you know but when all of your pro players that are playing in the championships switch from playing the older halo games to practicing and playing and streaming halo 5 on pc for no reason you know there has to be a reason so. do you think now that uh now that ninja is no longer with mixer and mixer is no longer a thing that he's gonna um play halo infinite because we all knew he pro- that was probably part of the contract with when he was still with Mixer to play that game a bunch. Yeah, I mean, you think I that's know, something I mean, he, that he'll he come likes, back and do? He loves Fortnite. You know, like he did a stream yesterday on YouTube. Or was it today? Yeah, it was today. Yeah. It was today. Or yesterday. Or it doesn't it was, matter. I don't know. It was one of those days. But he had like, I hopped in there just to see like, oh, he's streaming on YouTube. But there was 145,000 people. And that, he wasn't even like, just started streaming. There was... 20 over 20,000 people waiting for him just to stream and they're like his manager and wife like showed on Twitter was just like without slow mode the comments were just like, just going you know because they're all just waiting for him to, to come on and play and so yeah it's crazy I mean he, he obviously has you know he never got anywhere near those numbers I think he did on Mixer when he when he first signed over like I remember the first day he was there it got over 100,000 people but that took a while to get to over 100,000 people watching him on Mixer Whereas on YouTube, it was just like instant. And he has like, was it 23 million subscribers on YouTube? Yeah, so, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he'll play it. He started out in Halo. You know, he used to be you know, part of MLG and playing Halo. And uh, I don't see why he wouldn't. You know, a lot of them, are, a lot of people will play. It's going to be on PC. So, why not? I mean, they're all yeah. going to try it. Just like they do Call of Duty or Valorant or any of the other new hot games that come out you know, to play it because that's what people want to watch when it first comes out. So, right. Well, cool. I think that we've got a couple other things, but I think we'll just skip through a couple of them. We know that Sony invested $250 million in Epic Games. Um, that is a very small percentage of their overall net worth. I think it's like 1.2% if I read the article correctly. But um, I don't know why Epic needs more money. Like, I mean, <laughs> like what... It's like that's like chump change. That's like, hey, we found two hundred fifty million dollars in the couch. Like, go buy us sodas for the rest of the year. But Sony's investing. That's a lot of soda. That is a lot of soda. I mean, you could buy a lot of stuff, but I mean, yeah, I'm I'm surprised that, and maybe it is just a business thing. Maybe they're trying to avoid taxes. I don't know. I like when you start talking about money like that. Like that's a lot of money. And when you have as much money as Epic does, I mean, maybe that's not all liquid cash, but I mean. If you're, if that's like your net worth is up where up near the billions, it's like, 
Like, why do you need 250 million from Sony? Like, what is that money going to do for you? I don't know. So hush money, Steven. That's what it is. That's hush money. That's <laughs> hey. That's hey. Don't talk don't about talk Xbox. About the Xbox. Don't even mention Xbox. Right. We don't want to get more conspiracies, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we could, but the Xbox ambassador here, I don't think, will let us do that. So, yeah, they're getting a lot of money, and they're excited to be working together. And this is probably gonna—I don't know. Maybe they're working on something like it's probably not for a game. Maybe they're working on some other system that's going to integrate with um, the PlayStation itself. Um, maybe it's. Yeah, I, I don't know. More 30 maybe they're, second games? I don't know. Maybe they're helping them develop um, tools specifically for PlayStation 5 that can utilize the hard drive. I don't know. There's a lot of things that could be doing that. I'm sure so. they probably did, right? I mean, they said they have a close partnership, so which is always good. I mean, there's a lot of people who have their hands or fingers into the Epic, you know, ecosystem, if you want. <laughs> and so... Maybe it's I mean, the it's, it's Unreal Engine they, they Sony it. version. Yeah, I mean, the forums online went kind of crazy about it today, but is what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like I, Microsoft's not going to be using Unreal, in fi- uh, Unreal Engine 5, so I don't know. I don't know. So the other couple things that we have is uh, these are just kind of funny because Sony released what um, the PlayStation 5 cases are going to look like. They did that with Spider-Man Miles Morales. So you got to see a picture of Miles' um, new Spider-Man suit, and it looks pretty cool. But then I, I, we saw this while we were looking on Twitter. I don't. This is probably fake, but if it is fake, it's funny anyway. Because someone made a uh, Skyrim special edition for PlayStation Five, and it, uh, they said that it appeared on the Amazon France um, website. I, I'm guessing this is probably 99% fake, but it's just a funny. You know, it's like Skyrim's on everything. If this did come true, I don't think anyone would be surprised. I think yep. we'd finally be like, seriously? I mean, if, if we have GTA 5 coming to this generation, it shouldn't be that surprising that Skyrim would either, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised because, I mean, obviously that game has long legs and people still enjoy it, you know, and they still do mods for it. It's it's very popular, you know, but... Uh, I don't know. It's just crazy, right? So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And the last thing that we have is Andy McNamara from Game Informer. I think he was with Game Informer for like 29 years. He was like the head guy for the um, for a while now. He is actually leaving Game Informer. He was actually hosting the Game Informer podcast. It's one of the. It's probably one of the better um, gaming podcasts out there. Is the Game Informer podcast that you should listen to? It's 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 a long form podcast. Also, that's where I. I enjoy listening to their stuff, but they, uh, he is leaving there and he is actually headed over to EA. And we, we learned recently talking with, um, <laughs> with a developer that EA is the McDonald's of, dev- of publishers. Like everyone eventually works at EA. <laughs> um, not my words. Okay. Those, that was just not something that words. stuck with me after interviewing a developer. It was pretty funny so, though. <laughs> yeah. So Andy says my next journey in games is at electronic arts as director of comm strategy. And if there's something that EA might need, it's a director of comm strategy. So EA has great things happening and asked me to come along for the ride. In my role, I'll get to work with legendary developers all over the world and find new ways to tell their stories, and he cannot wait. So Andy has, I mean, there's not many people that have been in the industry for 29 years. I mean, tapped in, like, it, to, be, to be on that end of it, to be on press and be able to see how lots of different companies operate, how, like, it's not just, like, staying at EA for 29 years. It's seeing the entire industry, right? And hopefully gaining that knowledge in order to help um, EA figure some things out. Because I think EA does need to figure some things out, definitely. So it'll be exciting to see what Andy does over there. Because Andy seems like a a real person that has, uh, that just enjoys video games. And I think if if anything, if learning from Phil Spencer, that uh, first you should enjoy video games before you like try to head up these companies. Because Don Matrick never played a video game in his life, right? (laughs) We know that. He, he we maybe, have a console for that <laughs> yeah so shut up Don. i mean shut if up. you have people that are passionate about games in those leadership positions all i can do is help you so yep all right i think that is pretty much all that we have sj in the chat says talking about the playstation thing um he says no but they already did the trailer with playstation showing what's supposed to be possible with the new unreal engine so maybe it has something to do with that and so it, that thing, did you see like the reports that like, they're like, oh, after they made a big deal about it, they're like, oh, it doesn't take anything more than like running Fortnite to do that demo. It's it's so weird. Like all these different reports coming out of like 
Epic China, you know, and all these places where it's like, oh, you can you could run that on like a mid level you know, laptop and it wouldn't have any issues. It's like I don't you're not doing any favors when you're talking about this stuff when it's like, oh, it's not any more GPU intensive than running Fortnite, which I was like, that's seems crazy to me. But I mean I guess if you got a hundred and something people playing Fortnite on Ultra, I don't know. I mean, if it if it's not that intensive, then that's great and amazing for once games can come out using it, you know. Um, if it doesn't take much juice, and both the consoles are going to be great and powerful. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it's. I mean, what if like Sony's starting to like wants to break out into like creating different types of entertainment, and they're just using like the Unreal Engine. Um, to do that what if they like start making like short films or something based around some of their ips and they're yeah. building those inside the unreal engine i mean maybe i don't know why you have to give epic money to do that unless you want them to develop specific tools in order to facilitate that but i mean and you can do just, that in-house on, on your own like if you right. license the engine you can make your own tools that work with the engine like so many other game developers do which is weird, like, you know, when even if you want to go back to Bioware and Anthem, they use the Frostbite engine. They have their own version of the Frostbite engine because they make the tools and everything else that's going to work for their games versus what DICE is using, right? It's the same for, like, Microsoft and all the studios that use Unreal Engine, but they also share all the technology. So they're, they can create something cool at this studio and then share it with everybody else that uses it. You know, it's kind of like uh, White Moon Dreams, right? They, they make cool yeah. stuff, right? And they do that for other studios who might not have the time to do that. And they develop all these cool things that can be used. So I, I don't know why they would need to do that. Like, just like you say, like, I don't know why. They just, besides just making an investment, and because it's not just the, the PlayStation part of Sony, but the entire brand of Sony, like, that's where the money came from. It wasn't just from the PlayStation department or SIE or whatever you want to call it. So, right. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I mean, that's, that's big dollars. So, and the only other thing I skipped because I don't know if it's that interesting. We talked about this last time is that um, Microsoft is now interested in buying Warner brothers. And we had talked about a bunch of different companies that are excited about buying Warner brothers. And like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are interested in it. I don't know why this was all set of my story just because I'm, I'm sure like every company has been like, Hey, should we buy Warner brothers? Right. Because they've got a lot of IPs in there and they've got a lot of um, well-established IPs like rockstar, 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 rocksteady, rocksteady. There you go. Rocksteady's I mean, the, in there. The, um, the big question is the realms. IPs though, right? Cause it's all licensed WB stuff. Right. So. But I mean, the, th the thing is like those studios, there's several big name studios that are well-established that, even if you didn't get the license stuff, like say, say they purchased them, but they you know, wouldn't agree to give them the licensing for those games. They could still make all new IPs that would be amazing, right? Um, yeah. Or like, you know, one of those studios is NetherRealm when they make Mortal Kombat, but that also comes with that studio. It's not owned by WB. And like... They Mortal just wouldn't Kombat's have the huge, injustice. Yeah, I mean, they, they wouldn't have... They'd have to license things, which I don't think would be an issue. The biggest thing with that, though, is would they do like a Minecraft thing where they still let them develop, you know, for multiple systems? Because, I mean, that's where you make your money back. I mean, especially if you're talking like $4 billion, you know, so. Yeah. And, I mean, and I would certainly enjoy it if Xbox purchased <laughs> the nine studios. But. Yeah, but, but even right now, Microsoft is would be more than happy to let all... I mean, that's what they're doing with like Double Fine. Double Fine's titles are coming out still for mm -hmm. PlayStation because they were in development before the purchase. So yeah. it seems like they would be okay with doing that. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, Gonzalez says, Stadia could use those studios. Stadia definitely could. Um, Kate from chat says, Mike hasn't said a word from a while. Will you check on him? Mike, are you okay? SJ says, Mike's eyes are glazed over. He may blink, blink twice if you're okay, Mike. Blink twice if you're okay. Unmute yourself. It's okay. You can talk. Yeah, you just jump in anytime you want to talk about Epic. You to talk, Mike. Safe place. I was getting ridiculed. Well, we ridicule you all the time. That should not be any anything new for it's you. It's not new to me. It's not new to me. It's new to it's new to everybody listening and watching. They don't know why you guys treat me so bad. Like, That's how our friendship works. Yeah, it <laughs> is true. I appreciate chat looking after me though. 
Because I know my host won't, but it's cool. All good. <laughs> That's enough said. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what goes down there. Um, companies changing hands all the time, so. All right, if that's – if we have – I don't think we have anything else. I think those are the big news beats unless something has happened like right now that we haven't that we haven't covered. So next week we're going to get a ton of stuff. We're going to get Ubisoft. We're going to get the big Microsoft thing. Nope, that's the um, week after. No, it's next week. Nope, it's the week after. It's not – what week is this? So you there. What day is today? <laughs> What's today? It's the year of 502. What? Yeah. So next week we're going to have a guest on that's going to jump on and talk about um, Stadia. So there's going to be a Stadia event next uh, Tuesday, and we have a community member that's going to jump on and explain Stadia stuff to us because um, the three of us do not do Stadia. We haven't tried Stadia, and I don't. And we're interested to have someone's perspective that has tried it, that has enjoyed it, that believes in it. Because otherwise, we'd be like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know anything about Stadia. So that's going to happen. And then the 23rd, Xbox is going to drop the... So far away. <laughs> and this is going to be like... I mean, this is this is going to be huge for Microsoft. I mean, this is really where they got to like lay everything out on the line. They got to tell us what their plans are. They have to tell us what their studios are working on. Why people should be picking up a Series X when you could just have it... Um, when you could just buy all their stuff on a computer. Or you can play it on the Xbox One X that you already have. I mean, yeah, they've I don't got think a lot that of matters proof. to them, right? So, I mean, they're not really concerned about selling you a box. They're they want to sell you the ecosystem, that's and, and that's fine. But is. they have to explain that, yeah. Because if they come out showing the box, that's going to send the message of "Hey, buy our box." Or if they come out saying "All this available now on Game Pass," right? Yeah. So I think be there's going to be a lot of Game Pass talk, and I think the console talk will be next month, but. Um, yeah, I, I think that's their biggest thing is they're going to push services because, I mean, they even came out and said it on Twitter was basically, you know, people are like, oh, well, they buy it on, on PC. And it's like, that's still, you know, when you buy Xbox stuff on PC, that's still Xbox. That's considered Xbox, you know, for Microsoft. So it doesn't matter to them if you buy it on your PC or you buy it on your console or you want to play it on xCloud over your phone or tablet, you know. They just want you in the ecosystem and buying their stuff. So. Yeah. SJ in the chat says, there's a Stadia event? Question mark. How is that mm-hmm. still a thing? Um, it's surprising that it's still a thing. I'm very surprised that they have been fumbling their launch as big as they have been. I mean, because people that tell seems... us it's really great. But... And, and you know what? The service can be very great. The service can be awesome. Like if the service works, that's cool. But then where are the games? And then where's the, I mean, if you can't get cyberpunk day and date as everyone else, then, you know, then what are you doing? So anyway, well, everyone in chat, thanks for hanging out with us. We really appreciate all the chatting. We appreciate you being here with us for this long journey for us talking about video games and helping Mike to come out of his shell and be less shy and actually talk on stream. So (laughs) it's not a safe place. We are totally safe. Just like wear your masks, everyone. Stay safe out there. Um, if you want, you know, I mean, we're not going to tell you how to live your life, right? Oh, snap, Devin. As, as Steven said earlier, oh, we're snap, not going to tell you how to feel or do. <laughs> but That's true. Man. So using my words against me. All right. Um, everyone, <laughs> thanks for hanging out. We really appreciate you. Be kind to each other. Um, help someone out that is in need. Do the best you can to make someone else's life better. And I forgot to load the new outro music onto my stream deck, so I'm going to play the old one. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex. On Facebook... Devin, you're going to have to uh, stall for me. Mike gave me that look because I forgot to load the old one on here. So you're going to have to stall for me while I find this uh, oh, the new one. So I'm going to go back to live. We're still live, everybody. Don't worry. Um, I was just... Tricking you when I, I was said, just kidding. Thanks for watching. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm interested. Mike, are you interested in the new Assassin's Creed? Assassin's Creed, I tried um, Black Flag. That's a long time ago. But yeah. it, I, it was a long time ago. I wasn't, I wasn't super into gaming then, but I tried it because I, I mean, the assassin, the ninja, the type that seems kind of cool, and it has like a huge, I mean. The assassins. Thank you for listening to the freelancer code. Oh, he's like, I'm not going to listen to Mike anymore. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's like, when Mike wants to talk.
This is how brothers treat each other, right? I am just kidding, Mike. I'm sorry. I thought it was too funny to pass up the one time you started talking and play over you. Go ahead. Continue your thought. Um, so the Assassin's Creed is kind of like the NCIS. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Code. Yeah, it never gets old. Are you interested in the Vikings, though? It seems cool. It seems like it could be fun. Um, I was saying, like, the Assassin's Creed is like the NCIS of of everything there's always a uh, assassin's creed vikings assassin's creed pirates assassin's creed um you know all this other stuff i don't know what i said but i got steve um but i'll, I'll, I'll check ncis is a dumb show it's whatever, like not I love a good that series show. whatever <laughs> if it's not a good series then why is everybody watch it all right i i because i, I never mind go ahead carry on I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a lot. There's a lot of iterations of Assassin's Creed, and I would like to try to get into one and and check it out and and learn that story and see what it's all about. Um, yeah. So yeah, I could. I probably check it out. Maybe. Who knows? Is it safe? Do people ridicule me in that game or talk over me? Uh, they might. The podcast but just brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn but Network. Follow us at Freelancer oh, Codex on Twitter uh, or Twitch. <laughs> Send emails to freelancercodex Thanks, at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all.